First Peter chapter one, verse 22. Usually on any given Saturday morning, um, I've been going in and, and doing a, a special workout. It's a high-intensity workout um, that the workout itself is just as much mind as it is muscle. Uh, it's one of those that uh, you've really got to push past um, your own abilities to be able to even uh, be a part of this this workout. Um, I start out when I first get in there by doing nine sets of 15 reps with 195 pounds on a flat bench bench press. And uh, at the end of that, when I finish those nine sets of 15, that equals out to about 26,325 pounds that I've pushed with my chest. Um, and that's total. To put it mildly, by the time I get finished with that, usually I can barely lift my arms to even to get them up. Um, I push to failure, usually on the last two sets, and then I wait 10 seconds, and then I finish out the 15 uh, to complete that. Now, Arnie. Arnie is our Saturday morning trainer. And uh, he stands over, Arnie stands off to the side while I'm doing my uh, nine sets of 15. And he, do, he says nothing about what I'm doing. He doesn't encourage me. He doesn't discourage me. He says nothing. He just stands there and waits patiently for me to get to my 10th set of 15. And then he will quietly walk over pull off another 20 pounds and put it onto the weights. And then he comes alive. He says, I want you, I said, Arnie, listen. I said, I ju you just watched me fail with 195 pounds and now you've put it up to 215 pounds. I said, there is no way. He said, shut up, get under the weights and start pushing them. I said, yes, sir. So I climbed under there I, and he said, and I don't want to see you stop at five. He said, you'd better make it to at least 10 before you stop. And so I start pushing. And he's standing over the top of me. And he's yelling at me. He's like, come on. Get it up. Come on. Keep pushing. What are you doing? He says, focus. Look straight ahead. Don't be looking left or right. Look straight ahead. Keep focusing. Keep pushing. Come on. Come on. Come on. He said, you don't like this? This ain't Planet Fitness. You can go to Planet Fitness if you don't like this. If you don't like this, there's the door and leave. I was like, wow, this guy's serious. <laughs> so I get done. The man who stood there quietly for 135 reps is now standing over the top of me yelling at me. That's right. Amen, sister. And so I pushed to complete failure. And he had looked at me and he asked, he said, how many did you do? I said, I did nine. He said, okay, I'll accept that. And then he said, 
okay, now get back down under there and finish those last six. And so I pushed out three more, failed again. He said, get back under there and finish those last three. Needless to say, by the time I got to the last one, he had to help get it up off of me. So now I am up to 29,550 pounds that I've pushed with just my chest. My arms feel like wet spaghetti noodles. And I go from there to do five sets of 12 or 60 reps with 120 pounds on an incline uh, dumbbell press. So now I'm up to 36,750 pounds that I'm pressing with my chest. And then finally, I do five sets of 12 on cable crossovers. I started out with 100 pounds, and then I dropped down to 80 pounds because I was completely exhausted. By the end of the workout, I've pressed 41,790 pounds with my chest. My muscles have been pushed well beyond their limits. My muscles were screaming by the end of the workout. As I said, it was just as much mental as it was physical. I do that because I know the benefits will far outweigh the pain. Today, Peter is going to use a word. He is going to use a word that means to stretch a muscle to its furthest limit. To push it to capacity. Metaphorically, the word means to go all out. To push something to the fullest extent. And so the question we must answer now is what are we going to push that is so hard? Chapter 1, verse 22. Who by him who do believe in God that raised him up from... I'm sorry, I'm on verse 21. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart Fervently, fervently, that's the word that he uses there. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the, Lord, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. We are called to push our love for one another to its fullest extent. We are called to push our love beyond its capabilities. We are called to push our love to the limit for one another, for the brethren. I've seen it time and time and time again People make sure they read their Bibles. They make sure they go to church. They make sure they pay their tithes. 
They make sure that they'll teach a class or sing in the choir. They'll make sure that they're doing all of these things that they know they should be doing, but then they refuse to love their brethren. The scary thing is, is that many of them don't see a problem with that. Many of them don't understand the intensity that God pushes us to love one another. Listen to what Jesus tells the Pharisees in Luke chapter 11 and verse 42. He says, What sorrow awaits the Pharisees? For you are careful to to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. All of those things that you do are wonderful. All of those things you should be doing. You should be praying. You should be reading your Bible. You should be coming to church. You should be tithing. You should be giving to people. You should be doing those things. But do not neglect the most important thing, and that is to love one another. Do not neglect that. Do not get past that. He goes on to say in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 24, he says, Blind guides, you strain your water so that you won't accidentally swallow a gnat. But then you turn around and you swallow a camel. You're worried about the tiniest little things, and you let the big things fall to the wayside. The most important things fall by the the wayside. On the outside, you seem to have it all together. On the outside, you're doing all those things. Everybody sees you doing all those important things that you're doing. But you lack. You lack the internal manifestation of God's supernatural love for the brethren. You lack that. Why? What is the big deal? What's the big deal if we have to love one another? Look at verse 22 again. It says, Seeing that you have purified your souls in obeying the truth of the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. You see, this is just another sign that God has truly saved you. It's just another sign that God has saved us, is that supernatural love that we have for one another. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. One of the signs that you are truly saved is that love that God pours into your heart. It's that love that you have overflowing and bubbling over outside of your heart that you should be shedding upon those around you. You see, at salvation, we are given the ability to show supernatural love. That word for purified means to have Uh, a past action with continuing results. You got saved, but then you continued in that forward momentum in showing love for your brothers and your sisters in Christ. 
You see, not only did God forgive us of our past, but he gave us the ability for a different present and a better future, spiritually speaking. You heard the truth, you believed the truth, you received the truth, and by the Holy Spirit, you will obey the truth. Look at the last part of verse 22 again. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. You see, at salvation, we become a part of a body, a part of the church, a part of a family is what we become a part of. We have many, many many opportunities to demonstrate this supernatural love for the brethren. The word translated sincere means unhypocritical. Not only are we supposed to love our brothers, but we're supposed to mean it. We're not supposed to just put on a mask and pretend like we love everybody. We are actually supposed to love them. How many of us come to church week after week and we put on this max. We fake it till we make it. I've heard people say. Romans 12.9 says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. When you love, then by God's grace you should mean it. It should be genuine love for the brethren. Can I be transparent with you now, just a little bit? There have been people who have attended here who I loved having them. But I loved it even more when they left. I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm just being honest with you now. I have blood relatives that I genuinely love. But they're easier to love from a distance. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're easier to love when I'm not in their presence. And I do hope, listen, don't misunderstand me. When, when those people leave, I do hope that they find uh, the blessings that they were looking for. I do hope that they are growing uh, wherever they're at. I hope that they blossom wherever they went. I pray God's blessings upon them. Fervently. You see, there's that pushing of the muscle to the limit that Peter is talking about right here. Some people are easy to love, and some people require supernatural love. Can I get a witness? Am I the only one that has that problem sometimes? Some people are easy to love. Some people you need that supernatural love that God gives us to love the brethren. If you're having trouble sincerely loving someone, pray about that. Pray about it. Don't just put on a mask. Don't just act like it's okay. Pray about it because it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. Pray for God's help. Do not just pretend. You might actually make a new friend. You never know. That, that person that you're struggling with may become your best friend somewhere down the road. But don't just accept it as the status quo. 
pray that God gives you that supernatural love that Peter's talking about, that supernatural love that we should have. Look at verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all glory of man is as the flower of grass. The grass wherewith the grass wherewith and the flower thereof falleth away. The, the grass withereth, thank you, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. You see, Peter explains now why this is important and why this is possible. One of the results of being born again is he will show love. We will show love one for another we will show love one for another the seed represents life everything that lives plants animals everything that has life began with a seed it represents life but everything that begins with a seed will die it is temporary it withereth away. Natural seed can never produce eternal. Eternal physical or eternal uh, spiritual. The natural seed. All flesh refuse, refers to all animals, to all humans, to everything that has flesh. Grass refers to a wild grass that grows. We see it every day. And the flower of grass is the beautiful flowers that rise above the common grass. It's those beautiful things that we see off in a distance. The beauty of the flowers. Listen, this is the point. No matter how much higher than the grass the flower grows, no matter how much more beautiful a flower is than the grass, it will wither just like the grass. It will die just like the grass. No matter how successful, no matter how rich, no matter how talented, no matter how famous, how weak, how poor, how sick, how unimportant someone is, death is a great equalizer. Whether you are the most successful person in this room or you are the most unsuccessful person in this room, death is an equalizer for all of us. We will all lie in the ground just like the person sitting next to us. It is a great equalizer. Anything that started with a perishable seed will perish. Guaranteed. And here's a dose of reality. In death, we are no greater than the grass that withered. Our bodies deteriorate and wither away just like the flower. But when we are born of incorruptible seed, when we are born again, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, even this is a great equalizer. Galatians 3.28 says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all 
one in Christ Jesus. We are all equal before the cross. You see, that should make it just a little bit easier to love the brethren, to understand that we are all equal before the cross. We are all in the same boat. We are all equal before the cross. Our rewards in heaven will not be based on how great we were in this life, but how faithful we were in our calling. If you are called to clean toilets, then make them babies shine. If you are called to be the CEO of a great business, then make that business shine. I believe that the rewards will be the same. When you are doing what God has called you to do, the blessings and the rewards come when you are doing them to the best of your ability, not the stature involved with whatever it is that you're performing. It's so much easier to pastor when everyone is loving everyone else. I'm, I'm, just, I'm telling you the truth. It is so much easier to pastor when everybody's getting along, when everybody's loving each other, when it's going the way that it should be going. It's so much easier to get behind this pulpit. When I look out there and I watch you guys loving on each other, when I look out there and I watch you hugging each other's necks and shaking each other's hands and talking it up and I can't get a word in edgewise, it's so much easier to get up here. So much easier. And I've been on both sides. I've been here when people were getting along, and I've been here when people couldn't stand the sight of each other. And I like it this way much better. I like it so much better right now. I do, I do. And this is the thing. This is not a suggestion. It's not a wish. This is a command. This isn't a choice. You don't have a choice in this matter. You are commanded to love the brethren. Commanded to love your brothers and sisters. See, this is the thing. If we're quick to forgive slow to anger, and not easily offended, loving others is doable. Do you hear me? If you're quick to forgive, keep short accounts, don't let somebody get under your skin, don't take that offense and, and, and tuck it away somewhere and let it fester for a while. Be quick to forgive. Be slow to anger. What does it take to get you worked up? What does somebody have to do to get you going? Slow to anger and not easily offended. This loving everybody, this loving all the brethren is doable. I promise you. If you cannot go to church with them. Now listen, if you cannot go to church with them, you may not have to worry about going to heaven with them. Think about that. If you cannot go to church with them, you may not have to worry about going to heaven with them. 
just saying. And then Peter concludes with the eternal seed that produces eternal life. The gospel is what Peter is referring to. The gospel is that eternal seed. The gospel is that seed that's been planted in you that has produced an eternal life. And just as that word is eternal, so is your salvation. So is this love. It's eternal. So listen to me. Peter has made it very clear this morning. Look around you. These are your brothers and sisters. Yeah, look around. I want you guys looking around. Look at that. You see anybody in here you can't get along with? You see anybody in here that you wish was not here? You guys are terrible. You guys are terrible. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But this is what he's talking about. Now, let me ask you this. Is there anybody in the body of Christ that you really just do not like? I'd say for most of us, there's probably a little truth in that. But can you love them? Can you love them? Can you genuinely, from the heart, love them? Can you wish them well? Can you pray for them? Can you honestly ask God to bless them? Can you? That's what Peter's telling us this morning. And, you know, and I'm, I mean, it's, it's an honest thing that sometimes you need supernatural love. Sometimes you need the Holy Spirit to show you how to do that. Because there are those out there. And you know what? You could almost say, well, I look at them and I don't even really think they're saved. Well, guess what? The Bible teaches us to love our enemies, too. So you're not getting out of this one. You might as well get in your heart and in your mind that God requires us to love him and requires us to love our brothers and sisters, or uh, mankind speaking. Love God, love man. Guess what? That covers everything. Stand to your feet. And I want you to know right now, that there is not a single person here that I wish would go somewhere else. Right now. <laughs> right this minute. There's not a single one of you I wish would go somewhere else. I got it good right now. I, I love you guys. You guys make it easy for me to love you. And I pray that you make it easy for everybody around you to love you. Father, we're so thankful for this word. And God, sometimes we neglect this love, this great love that you have have poured out in our spirits, God, through the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray right now for every single one that is here today. I pray that if there was somebody who came to their mind that they really struggle with, that, God, you give them the ability, that you show them how to love them. You show them how to forgive them. You show them what they need to do 
to plug into this supernatural love that you have poured out in them, God. It's there. They have it. If they are a believer, they have it. And now, God, just help them to apply it to their lives. And now, Father, for the remainder of this holiday, God, for the remainder of this weekend, God, I pray you keep us all safe. Keep us safe. Bring us back again, God, ready to receive from you. And we ask all these things in Jesus' very precious name. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.